Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It's Pharrell on the bench in the biggest way possible. Hanging out a bad seat, a broken egg, a bad apple with a bad attitude. Hanging around a bunch of bad, 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 law, bad, do, bad, 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 vibes. We are live at the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. They found a better way to mortgage so you could focus on making your new house home. Rocket Mortgage, push button. Get mortgage. People dressed in plastic bags, directed traffic, some kind of fashion shaker. Up, should do better. Oh, my friend, Nick, come around, flat top, flat top, hot air. Rats on the west side, bed bugs uptown. What a mess, those tides are tighter. My brains are splattered all over my hands. Should do me. Shake it up. Are you with us tonight from New York? 855-212-4CBS. Brought to you by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you could save a bunch of money like Carver High. Switch to Geico. He just went to Geico.com the other day and saved 15% on his car insurance in 15 minutes or less. It was unbelievable. I think he did it in about 12 minutes. All right. Uh, that's the number. Chase Garbers is going to join us. The Cal quarterback coming up here in about 10 minutes. And uh, we'll talk about those 3-0 Cal Bears. Dave Zangaro covers the Eagles for NBC Sports in Philly. He'll join us at 40 past the hour, 11 o'clock, top of the hour, Gilbert Manzano. He covers the Chargers for the Orange County Register. We'll do all of that tonight on the bench. Reports say Melvin Gordon will end his holdout and report to the team tomorrow. He's not expected to play on Sunday uh, in Miami. Drag. After reports originally saying Jalen Ramsey would not practice today due to nagging injuries, he has now left the team to go home for the birth of his child. MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred says that he's open to altering the baseballs after the home run record was shattered this year. That might be a good idea there, Chief. Uh, the Brewers clinch tonight. The other wild card, right? So all that's left is to see where the game's going to be played, right? So they got games Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and whoever has the best record will get the home game. Yes, Milwaukee and Washington right now is between who will host the game. In the AL, you still have three teams for two spots between Oakland, Tampa, and Cleveland. So right now, Nats win today, Brewers win today. They have Nats 89, Brewers 88 wins. There you go. Uh, going on now, Astros, Mariners in Seattle, no score. Dodgers, Padres, no score in San Diego. Pego, good evening, San Diego. A's, uh, Angels, no score in Anaheim. Good evening, Huntington Beach. Uh, Mets, 10-3 over the Marlins. Their season's over. 
Twins five under with the Tigers. Their magic number is uh, down to like a half game, I think. They clinched the uh, a tie for the division tonight. Diamondbacks nine seven over the Cardinals today. Rockies Giants second scoreless. Braves Royals two sixth. That's tied at twos. White Sox five three on the Indians bottom six. Red Sox seven three over the Rangers bottom six in Texas. Blue Jays 3-2 over the Orioles final. Uh, Pirates 4-2 over the Cubs final. Rays lead the Yankees bottom eight, four nothing. The Yankees uh, don't seem to be taking the home field very seriously as they've been getting their ass beat in Tampa the last couple of nights. Astros already at 103 wins. Yankees 102. So they're going to let that slip through their fingers. Honestly, I think they know that it's over. And the next, uh, they don't play tomorrow. And then the weekend will just be making sure nobody gets hurt. And- Why, who are they playing this weekend? I don't even know. All right, I got it right here. It's very important to me. So, um, Texas sounds familiar. Are they in Texas to, fi- to finish the season, I think? I'm just looking right here. The end of it is, uh, yeah, at Texas, Texas. Uh, three I mean, in Texas. It doesn't matter. They Because you got to remember, if they finish tied with Houston, Houston gets the home field on the tiebreaker. So they'd have to be a game ahead of Houston. They're not making that up with three games to go. All right. Uh, what else? Eagles, uh, still confident in Miles Sanders. Uh, we'll do an Eagles-Packers preview. Uh, Darby, Deshaun Jackson, Jernigan all out uh, for Thursday night. Corey Clement is questionable. Alshon Jeffrey will play for the Eagles. Uh, we'll talk about Melvin Gordon tonight, obviously, with uh, Gilbert Manzano. Uh, Ramsey, I don't care if he goes home for the birth of his child. He's done playing for them, but they don't want to trade him, which is interesting. Uh, Brady says age is a factor. He's limited in practice again. I don't even know why he practices at all. Scouting the Bills-Pats game. We'll talk about that tonight. Uh, Baker Mayfield uh, on Rex Ryan saying he's overrated. It's whatever. If you don't wear orange and brown, you don't matter. And Rex Ryan doesn't have any colors right now for a reason. Ooh. That's a pretty good one from Baker, I do got to say. That's a nice shot by him. Uh, Thomas says the Ravens got tired of the uh, Browns hype. So uh, Ravens safety Earl Thomas was the one saying that. James Conner, what's wrong with the Steelers running game? They played the Bengals Monday night in Pittsburgh. How long can the Bears uh, defense carry Mitchell Trubisky? We'll talk about that. How will they do against the Vikings at Soldier Field? Incognito denies that he ever bullied anyone, says the funeral home arrest was fueled by drugs and alcohol. At least he admitted that. Does anyone believe for one minute he wasn't involved in harassing that guy on the Dolphins? No. Jesus. They got still lying through his teeth. Case Keenum did not practice today due to a foot injury. I hope he never plays again based on how bad he sucks. Everybody wants to see Haskins play, right? College football, we'll talk about uh, who's got the edge in spreads this week. Can Jonathan Taylor win the Heisman? He's rocking for the freaks in Madtown. Epstein dispels Boston rumors. He's focused on the Cubs. Why is there talk of him going back to uh, Boston? Little whispers out there. There you go. I believe it. I wouldn't uh, put it past him to go back there. And then we were right about Madden. They want him in San Diego is what I'm hearing. And then we got your latest manager watch, who's in, who's out. Uh, Michael Waka, right shoulder tightness. They yanked him today. We'll talk about the best players in the NBA. Who's going to be in the top 10 best players? Uh, Matty Kachuk, a three-year deal with the Calgary Flames. Tam- uh, Cammy Granato gets a scouting gig with the Seattle team. We'll talk about the best teams to watch in the NHL this year. And 
ranking the best players in the NHL this year before the season starts next week. Spence Porter, we're going to L.A. tonight after the show for their welterweight championship on Saturday night at Stables. Order the fight on pay-per-view. It's Saturday at 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific, live on pay-per-view, also available on the Fox Sports app. We're there Thursday and Friday doing live shows, 855-212-4227. Chase Garber's Cal quarterback up first on the bench. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. All right, 855-212-4CBS to get on the bench. Chase Garbers is uh, doing a hell of a job at Cal, the quarterback of the Bears. Unbelievable. Most people can't even fathom that they're uh, 4-0. I'm sure they all believe in one another and knew that they could do this. But I don't think anybody else believed it. Uh, Certainly not uh, the national media, the local media in the Bay Area. No one thought anything of Cal. And then they go out and kick everyone's ass. Uh, The big win was the Washington win at uh, Husky Stadium. I believe they played him up there in Seattle, unless I'm crazy. They barely got by North Texas, but I don't care how you do it. If you win, you win. And then to go to Oxford and win really impressed me. Uh, He's just doing a great job. Chase, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good and getting better. Uh, How much fun are you having with this team? I mean, you guys got to be laughing all the way to the bank with the way you're performing. I know you guys got a lot of work to do, but so far, so good. You got to be stoked. Yeah, we are. Uh, We're having a lot of fun. Uh, You know, 4-0. It's kind of, I mean, that's our goal, you know, to win every game. And uh, we're excited for the rest of the season. So I'm uh, from Huntington Beach, and I've lived in New York forever, but I used to live in Surf City. I know you're a Newport kid. Tell people how Gandhi it is living in Newport Beach and waking up to the uh, nice uh, waves and all the chicks on surfboards every day. It's pretty awesome, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's an awesome place to grow up. So how do you like Berkeley? Uh, it's a little different for, from where I'm from, but I mean, I've gotten used to it over the years. It's no joke, that school. It's hard, right? Yeah, it really is no joke. Uh, definitely balancing football and you know the Berkeley education is is uh, not something to reckon with. It's pretty tough. So tell me about the Ole Miss game and uh, how you pulled it off. And I know everyone got mad at the end, but who cares what they think? All I know is you left with a W. It doesn't matter after the fact, all these people complaining about the way you stopped them at the goal line. How did you guys pull it off? Uh, I mean, we just executed our game plan. Uh, I think, you know, previously in the three weeks we lacked execution. And, we you know, we came down to Mississippi and, uh, you know, everyone was doing their job offensively, defensively, and special teams. And we came out and executed, and then Evan Weaver made a fantastic stop on fourth and goal and as the, as the uh, time ran out. You know, he's having uh, quite a season. Uh, Evan's just – he's a, a maniac. He's an animal. I mean, the guy's got – 40 solo tackles, 62 total. He's in on everything. Uh, you name it, the guy's just an absolute monster out there. Yeah, Evan's a hes a total playmaker. Uh, after the year he had last year, there's no surprise to any of us that he was going to do what he does this year. And like you said, I mean, every time, you know, they're on uh, the defense is on the field, we're on the sideline, you always hear Evan Weaver's name or you always see him on the big screen. How about Brownie and, and Dancy getting the job done for you guys running the rock? Uh, yeah, Chris Brown and Marcel, you know, they're great backs. They're kind of a great uh, counterpunch to each other. You know, Chris is on the heavier side, bigger back, you know, the bruiser, so to speak. And Marcel, he's a, he's a true scat back. He'll make people miss in tight quarters. So having that combo is awesome. I love how uh, Chase Garber's with his Cal quarterback. I love how you're spreading it out to everybody, uh, you know, uh, 
Crawford and and, and Duncan and, and your big tight end, uh, even even Brownie. I mean, you're giving everyone uh, touchdown catches and making everybody uh, popular and famous because you just keep throwing <laughs> touchdown passes. How much do you like spreading it out to all the different guys and getting everybody involved? That's awesome to have so many dynamic playmakers. You know, as 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 to my use in weaponry, uh, like you said, I mean with wide outs and tight ends and uh, running backs, it really gives us an advantage and uh, doesn't let the defense hone in on one guy and it makes them have to cover the whole field. So tell me about how we think, you know, because I talk a lot about uh, the Pac-12 on this show because I love it out there, and I'm, I'm going to L.A. tomorrow for the Spence fight, uh, but I, I'm always talking about it because you guys are going to eat each other. It's, like, impossible in my, in my view to, to, like, win out in the Pac-12 because – it's just so ridiculous. The games are so intense between you guys. I don't know how anyone could go undefeated. You guys are the only undefeated team left overall, but conference-wise, Oregon's there, USC's there, Colorado's there, UCLA's even there after their stunning win over Washington State. How hard is it? Tell people what it's like playing in the Pac-12 and trying to get through that schedule. Yeah, the Pac-12 is super tough. I mean, every week, uh, teams just beat up on each other, and anyone could beat anyone. There's not really a true, you know, powerhouse team, and it's not someone who's truly on the bottom of the totem pole. So, I mean, any game is up for grabs. Two years in a row, you guys beat uh, Washington. D- tell me about going up there and doing it again, 20 to 19. And basically, there's a lot of people thought they'd win the Pac-12 or Oregon, and they just, you know, that the stupid hype before the season of all these people talking about what's going to happen is so ridiculous. Bottom line is, you got to play the games. And two years in a row, you guys sting them. You can't tell me you didn't kick them in the stones for the second year in a row. It has to, like, you know, catch their buzz. Yeah, uh, I'm sure it does, but. You know, we just went up there. We uh, had the uh, lightning delay, which kind of was a little different for everyone. So having to wait three hours to play a game was kind of tough, but we just kind of stuck through. Uh, it's just the type of, type, of te- type of team that we are. You know, we're a gritty team, and in the end, we had a last-minute drive to go all the way down the field and great uh, game-winning field goal by Greg Thomas. So what worries you, uh, Chase Garbers, about uh, Arizona State? Because I think they're a tough team, too. And Herm Edwards, uh, they're very well coached. Yeah, I mean, they're they're a good team. They've got great players, great scheme. And, you know, with Herm Edwards, they got a lot of NFL-level uh, coaches on their staff. So that's something you don't really see that much in college football is the NFL being, uh, being brought back. But, I mean, they got a great team, and it'll be a good game to watch. So when you were in high school, you were playing who? Like, uh, you were playing all these schools around uh, Huntington Beach, Costa Mesa, Irvine. Who were you playing when you were a kid? And they were was Cal uh, scouting you then heavily, and they wanted you more than anyone else. How did you end up in uh, Berkeley, and who were you playing as a kid? Uh, so in high school, we were in the Pacific Coast League, which is most of the Irvine schools. Right. And so we kind of dominated that league uh, when I was there. We didn't lose a league game and made it to a couple of championships. And, um, yeah, I mean, Cal was recruiting me since my junior year, end of my junior season. And you know, they stuck out because uh, I got to stay in the Pac-12. And I felt like Cal was a school where I could go there and make a difference. And a mix with that and the academics 
just the people, the teammates and the coaches around there, you know, just made me feel at home. You're, uh, lastly, let me ask you, I know you worry about only what's in front of you. I get all that nonsense. But the reality is the rest of the way is brutal. You go to Outson, you go to uh, Rice Eccles in Salt Lake, you go to Palo Alto, and you go to the Rose Bowl to play UCLA, which is pretty cool. And then you got all these tough games at home with Washington State, USC, and, uh, you know, Friday night's game with Arizona State. I mean, that is sickening. Uh, but I'll tell you what, it's just such a kick-ass challenge. you got to be licking your chops at the opportunity to play the rest of those games because it's going to, I guess, find, you're going to find out, you know, what you're made of. Yeah, I mean, it's a great opportunity to play all those teams. You know, we got some uh, tough venues away, and we got some good teams coming up to our place. So it's going to be a great challenge for us. And hopefully by the end of the year, we'll know who we really are as a team with our record. So when I was, uh, I worked in uh, San Francisco at KMBR back in the day before you were born, right? And I was uh, kidnapped by a sorority uh, at Cal by some, you know, hot chicks. And they, uh, they took me out to Berkeley and they held me hostage and they forced me to chug uh, beer and whiskey for like about, I don't know, six to ten hours and uh, do other things. And it was all just so violent and awesome. Uh, I fell in love with uh, Cal that day being held hostage by a sorority at Cal Berkeley. How awesome is that? And I drank all the booze and I think I had an affair with about three of them. <laughs> That's awesome to hear. Isn't that great? Uh, yeah. and, and you know what? I could be your dad. I'm so old, but uh, you can tell how cool I am, can't you? Because I'm from Huntington Beach. You can tell I still got it, right, kid? Yeah, you still got it. Believe sure. me, you. I still got it. I'm going to that fight on Saturday. I'll be lucky if I don't leave there with 10 women. Listen, dude, congratulations <laughs> on your success. I'm rooting for you. You're playing great. Keep it up. Enjoy life up there. San Francisco's a great place. Berkeley's even better. Uh, keep rocking. Good luck the rest of the way. I hope you win the Pac-12 championship. Thank you. All right, there he is, uh, Chase Garbers, the Cal quarterback for the Bears. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. So all the college and pro picks are posted on PharrellOnTheBench.com. Always striving to be the best. This week's games are all up. Go get them. Uh, rank top ten college, rank top six pros i've been just raking for you in the nfl and in my top plays five of six then five of six then four of six three weeks in a row just insanity pharrell on the bench.com sign up today hide the money from your wife all right uh dave zangaro's our buddy uh with nbc sports in Philadelphia, covers the eagles how you doing dave i'm good how are you i'm chilling so um Jeffrey's going to go, and and Goddard's going to be able to go, and then I guess Darby, Jackson, Jernigan are all out. Is that about right? Clement, what's his status? Uh, he's questionable, might play, but even if he plays, he doesn't really have a big role in offense anymore, so uh, it probably won't mean that much one way or the other. So uh, they're just glad, frankly, that they're getting uh, Alshon Jeffrey back because they haven't, like, everybody been complaining about the drop passes and everything. He's a guy that they count on tremendously. Yeah, I mean, uh, without him, the offense had trouble last week. They dropped eight passes, and it's, it's, it's really tough to win a game when you're dropping eight passes, and some of them came in pretty crucial situations. Uh, so they're happy to have him back. Dallas Goddard should be a little healthier. He came in the last week questionable. He only played nine snaps in that entire game. So uh, they're a little healthier for this Thursday game, and they need to be because it's going to be a tough one. 
Do you think that uh, when you got, uh, when they, you know, landed Deshaun Jackson, your, what was your overall feeling in your mind that, because, uh, like, I think he's phenomenal, and he makes, you know, big plays happen constantly. He's a, a, he's a winner, and he just, he comes up big left and right. The problem is with me is, is that, as you know, is that he, he gets injured a lot. Like, this guy misses so much time, in my view, in the last, like, seven years. Uh, am I imagining things? When you got him on that team, did you think, oh, how long will he be out for this year? Or did you just think, he's awesome, I don't care what he misses? Well, I think you, you kind of know what you're getting into. I mean, he, he, he's played a full season once in his career. He's been in the league, what, this is year 12? So you kind of know what you're getting. The, the thing about him, though, is he misses time, but he, he doesn't get and I guess I should knock on wood here, he doesn't get serious injuries. You know, it's two games here, one game here, and so you kind of know it. Were you expecting him to get hurt this early in the season? Yeah, probably not. But I think when you sign Deshaun Jackson, you know that he's not playing 16 games, and you know that you'll have him for 12 to 14 games, and he's going to change the dynamic of your offense, and you're okay with that. And I, I think the Eagles were – it's unfortunate that it happened this early in the season. You probably wanted it to get rolling a little bit more before he got hurt. But um, if if you look at his history, you're right. I mean, he, he just he doesn't play full seasons, um, but he makes an impact in 12 to 14 games, and that's kind of what the Eagles knew they were getting. So uh, when you lost in Atlanta, I don't think it was the end of the world. When you lost at home to the Lions, I think the Lions are turning the corner, and they look a lot better than I think most people thought they would under Patricia. But to lose that game in Philly, did you feel that that was the one that stung? Yeah, you can't lose that game. I mean, if you're really a, a playoff team, if you're really – a championship contender, you just simply don't lose to the Detroit Lions at home. You can't let it happen. And maybe they're turning the corner, but are the Lions really that good? I mean, are they really a good team? I, I don't think anyone really knows what they are. No, but you can't lose to that team, and they shouldn't have lost to that team. And, and you're right. When they lost to Atlanta, that was a tough one. Even you know, going into the season, you kind of circled that one and said, well, that's probably a loss. Uh, but that Lions game is huge because it's sandwiched between – on the road in Atlanta and on the road on a short week in Green Bay, they come home after the Green Bay game. They had the Jets, but then they're on the road for three straight. It's a tough part of the schedule, and that Lions game, uh, pretty inexcusable to lose it. And, and now they put themselves in a hole early in the season. Uh, you, you can't make the playoffs in the first month of the season, but you can put yourself in a big hole, and, and that seems to be – what they're doing right now. Do you think uh, Dave Zangaro, what is from NBC Sports in Philly, do you think that they're digging their own grave if they lose this game Thursday, that they'd be one and three and that they'd be out there digging a grave? I mean, it, I, I wouldn't want to say digging a grave because they came back last year after a really slow start, and I'm not ready to call this team dead if they lose to Green Bay. It's a really tough game, but one and three is tough. I mean, just look at the stats. I think it's like 11% of teams that start one and three end up making the playoffs. They come home against the Jets the next week, so that's probably a win, right? So then you're two and three. You have a chance, but then you're on the road for three. It, it's not easy. Um, that, that's why you just can't afford to lose to a team like the Lions because that's a game you have to beat the teams you're supposed to beat. And when you don't, it just makes your path that much tougher. And 
yeah, if they start one and three, I'm not calling them dead. Uh, not not by a long shot, but they've kind of dug a hole that they have to climb out of. I mean, honestly, they play at Minnesota, at Dallas. Those are brutal because the Vikings, in my opinion, play really well at home and then nowhere else. Dallas can play good wherever. The Bills are no joke. And then they have the Bears and Pats at home, and those are brutal games. And Seattle, those three straight they got in November at home, those three are brutal just playing them at home, Bears, Pats, Seahawks. Yeah, no, exactly. And that's that's my whole point with the Lions game. You can't lose that game because the schedule after that is brutal. And, and even you mentioned the Bills. When the schedule came out, you thought that's an easy win, right? Not anymore. <laughs> Not the way they're playing. So uh, things can change. But, um, yeah, tough stretch coming up here. And a win on Thursday night, you, you feel pretty good about them. But they lose, you're right. One of three is pretty tough. So uh, Carson wins 61%. He's been sacked seven times. Uh, and, you know, who are they blaming in Philly? You know they're blaming somebody for the weather, the team losing, Bryce Harper. They're blaming their mother. They're blaming somebody. Is it Peterson or Wentz? Who are they blaming? Uh, I think some people are blaming Wentz, but I think the people who are really watching the game are realizing that he's actually playing pretty well. Um, we mentioned the drops earlier. When your team, he's thrown game-winning touchdowns in the last two weeks, but it's his receivers dropped both of them. So uh, he's, he's, I think he's doing plenty for this team. I, I think he's doing enough for them to win these games and his teammates have kind of let him down. I'm not saying he's playing perfectly right now. He's not. He's at times he's holding the ball too long. At times he's making bad decisions. At times he's not hitting the open guy or making the right read. But overall, I think he's played pretty well in the first three weeks of the season. So um, it's, I have a hard time blaming him overall for this team. Could he play better? Sure, but uh, he's not the reason they're one and two right now. So are they? Uh, Zach Ertz is still doing his thing. They're throwing it to him a lot. He's producing a lot. But don't you feel like in the red zone they got to get that guy the ball in the end zone? Yeah, it's tough because uh, teams key in on him. They want to take him away. So especially last week, um, the Lions and they, Matt Patricia comes from that Bill Belichick school of we're going to take your best player away. And that's kind of what they tried to do. Um, and without Alshon Jeffrey, that certainly hurt them. But the Eagles should be a really good team in the red zone because they have Zach Ertz, because they have Alshon Jeffrey, because they have Dallas Goddard. Um, they have weapons who can hurt you in the red zone. Um, so if, if a team does take away Zach Ertz, it's not that the Eagles aren't going to look for him, but they have other options. Your, uh, uh, you know, uh, pass rush to me has been feeble. Uh, they got one sack from a guy in the trench. He's injured now, Jernigan. They got a safety, uh, Sendejo, that has a sack. Why Why no sacks? What's wrong with the pass rush? Uh, to me, the biggest problem is Fletcher Cox. Um, he's coming back from off-season toe surgery, and he just doesn't look healthy. It's not that he doesn't look healthy, because I, I think he, if he wasn't healthy, he wouldn't play, but He's not back to his all-pro level play. And without him, um, they might have been okay. But then Malik Jackson got hurt in week one. He was supposed to be the, the pass rusher next to him. And then in week two, Tim Jernigan gets hurt. So now you've got your fourth-string defensive tackle starting, a guy who wasn't on the team to start the season in a rotational role. And it's kind of just screwed up 
everything because they were supposed to have depth on the interior of their line this year as opposed to the edge, which is what they had last year. And three weeks into the season, that's all been blown up. So they're in a tough spot. Their edge rushers aren't getting there. Um, Derek Barnett had some good pressure the first couple weeks, but he uh, tweaked his ankle last week, and it, it really seemed to hurt him. And Brandon Graham, who's a hero in Philadelphia um, from the Super Bowl a couple years ago, he just hasn't been getting it done early in this season. That's a problem. So uh, Dave Zangaro with us in uh, Philly with NBC. Uh, Aguilar has been getting a lot of heat, but the bottom line is he's producing more than anybody. He's got three touchdowns. He's come up big for him. He's averaging about nine a pop. Uh, you know, in my opinion, is he getting too much heat and blame for, you know, drops and things like this? Uh, because at the end of the day, he really is producing for him. Uh, no, I don't think he's getting too much heat. I think it's it's pretty deserving, honestly. Um, and I like Nelson Aguilar. I think he's a good player, but uh, the mistakes have been crucial. I mean, he dropped the game-winning touchdown in Atlanta. That was going to be a 60-yard touchdown pass, and it was put perfectly on his hands, and he dropped it. And then last week, he dropped a crucial third down play, and then he fumbled the ball away a little later. So, sure, he's producing. I mean, right. it, the two touchdowns are hard to argue with, but he also coughed up the ball, and he dropped a, a big completion earlier in the game. So what Nelson gives you, he also kind of takes away. And um, the, the inconsistency has kind of been there his entire career. You can credit him for all the times he's bounced back from adversity, but he's putting himself in those positions. So I can't even give him too much credit for that. Are they going to stop throwing it to him because he turns it over and drops passes? No, it, it's really tough because – um, you see what he can do, right? Like you see, he has right. this. Um, he has the ability, and in the slot with with the players they have, especially when Deshaun comes back, he's going to be open. Uh, they're going to throw it to him because he's going to be open. And at times, he can be an explosive player. But I'll tell you, and, and even you know, he was uh, in the Super Bowl. He was. They don't win the Super Bowl in 2017 without Nelson Aguilar. He played that well that season and in that game, but he just. In his entire career, when you look at the body of work, he just hasn't been consistent enough, and that's a real problem. So lastly, what worries you besides everything about the uh, Packers? Well, there, uh, there's a lot. I mean, that defense right now is playing really well, um, and I, I think it's going to be tough for any team to go in there and win because of Mike Patton's system and and how much unique stuff he can throw at you. It's tough to play against that anywhere, but when you're in a loud environment and you're trying to communicate, that can be a real problem. And then they still Baron Rodgers. Um, he's been holding the ball longer than any quarterback in the league. And with this Eagles defense that hasn't gotten to the quarterback, no matter who it is, that can be a recipe for disaster. I mean, if he's going to hold the ball that long and the, and the Eagles defense can't get there, then you're asking your young cornerback trio to cover for five, six, seven, eight seconds. It, it could be ugly. So I, I think there are plenty of reasons to, to worry if you're an Eagles fan going into this game. All right, Dave, good stuff tonight. Dave Zangaro with NBC and Philly. Uh, enjoy the game at Lambeau. Should be a good one. Thanks for coming on the bench tonight, brother.
Thanks for having me. All right, Dave Zangaro with NBC Sports in Philadelphia. Coming up, Gilbert Manzano covers the Chargers for the Orange County Register. 855-212-4227. Don't forget, you can get the podcast of the show after every show on Twitter, at Scott Farrell, at On the Bench CBS, and on Facebook, slash Farrell on the Bench, and on iTunes, Google Play, and anywhere good podcasts are available. Check it out. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.